Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoy this podcast. If you do, I would really appreciate your support in helping to grow it. So if you could subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on and share with anyone you think would benefit from hearing these episodes, it would be a huge help. Success is something we all strive for, whether it's in our careers, athletics, accomplishing specific goals in life, or in our relationships, we all want to be successful. It's an obvious statement, right? I think it's safe to say that at some point or another, we all have set a New Year's resolution. Did you know studies have shown that approximately 80% of people who set New Year's resolutions fail at accomplishing those resolutions? Why is that? What's the secret to breaking through, accomplishing our goals, and actually reaching the success that we all seek? My guest today has figured out the answer. Clarissa Shields in the black. Shantae McMillan in the red. Shantae flying over those hurdles. That track and field background definitely coming into play here. She has shown in this arena that she came to win by any means necessary. Shantae may not have made it to the Olympic podium in 2012, but right now, tonight, she has a chance to knock off a two-time Olympic gold medal. Wow. Shantae McMillan is soaring through Mount Olympus. Wow. 200 pounds that are being dragged across this Titan arena. Shantae did it like a champ. Here on Mount Olympus, and from Olympics to Titan glory, Shantae McMillan is your new Titan. Four-time Big 12 champion, two-time All-American, Olympian, Titan champion on Dwayne Johnson's hit show, The Titan Games, army wife and mother to a two-year-old son, Shantae McMillan knows what it takes to be successful. Today, we're going to talk about seizing opportunities, how to handle distractions, and what it means to find that extra gear. I'm Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a, is just a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being, being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish when I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I, I live with that mindset, being the best that I can be at every moment. I think there's nothing more powerful on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion. You're listening to the Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Streets. Please welcome today's special guest, Shantae McMillan. Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Safe Streets makes smart home security and automation as easy as one, two, three. Talk to an expert, customize your system, and schedule your installation. It's that simple. For your free quote, call 844 844- 980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. All right, Shantae, how are you doing? Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. Great. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak with me. It's an honor to talk with you. Of course, of course. Well, I mean, you've had such an incredible career, so I really wanted to start from the beginning. How did you get introduced to track and field, and what was it that initially really interested you in participating? Oh, man. So track and field, I started that because my friends and I couldn't do soccer. 
And so we all got into track and field and I ended up being better at track than soccer. And so I continued track and field and I became good at long and triple jump and I was recruited to University of Nebraska. And then I transitioned to the heptathlon and then my, I just kept getting better and better at that um, event as a whole. And here I am still competing 10 years later <laughs> after college. <laughs> That's awesome. So can you explain what the heptathlon is for those who might not be familiar with it? Of course, there's like one out of every 10 people know what the heptathlon is after I uh, say what it is or after I say that I do it. So it's seven events over a two day span. It's 100 hurdles, high jump, shot put, and the 200 on day one. And then day two, we come back and do long jump, javelin, and the 800. That's pretty cool. You get to do so many events in one competition like that. So I know. I, I loved it. <laughs> I bet. I, I guess like a, a key part of that, though, is because you have so many events, it's like if one doesn't go right, you kind of have to have that like, you know, short term memory and kind of push it out of your mind. Right. To be able to focus on oh, the next thing. 100 percent. Yes. That was one thing that I love that my coach taught me was that. So after one event, you have five minutes to either be excited and celebrate or be sad and sulk. And then we're moving on because we have another event to get ready for. Yeah, I think that's like a cool lesson. One of those things for sports, at least for me, it's like, you know, a lot of life lessons can come from it. Right. And I think that's oh. one of them right there. It's like when things don't go your way in life, it's like a lot of times we kind of, I mean, you know, we, we get discouraged and feel sorry for ourselves and just want to be down and doom and gloom. But it's like, well, yeah. you know, life goes on. Right. You have to move on to yeah. the, next, the next thing. So, I mean, every, I wake up and I write in my journal, I'm like, this is another day for another opportunity. And that's, that's what a lot of people are missing that yes, things are happening that aren't going their way, but there are things that you can create to, to make the day, like get back on course to go a different way, of course. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Absolutely. It's, and it's one of the ways uh, you know, that I think about it. It's like, you know, in life, we, we all get dealt a certain hand, right? It's like things kind of change and mm -hmm. it, we have no control over that, you know, but it's like, you just got to do the best of what you have in that situation you're in. It might not go the way you planned it to, but it's like, well, you know, you learn, you move on and you keep going. Like you said, you, you seize those other opportunities that are in, in front of you. Yes, exactly. So I'm just curious, you know, how was that transition for you from like high school athletics going into college? Did you struggle with like confidence and just be able to compete at that level? Because I know a lot of athletes that it is a struggle for them making that jump up. Oh, yeah. So, so my biggest, um, the hardest part for me was I was going into college with an injury that didn't um, recover over summer like I thought it would. So I had surgery right when I got to college and then I had to build confidence while also like working. I felt like I was working extra to make sure that I was prepared for my first meet. And, and I was at, like at my first meet, I'm competing with girls that are women that I, I knew were capable of beating me. And like in high school, I, I knew every track meet that I was going to go to. I, was like 98% going to win the track meet like usual. So it was bigger stage and I was competing in front of people that were, um, they'd never seen me before. They want to know who this new girl is. And it was very intimidating. And, but it was um, a good transition and it helped me because, uh, I mean, obviously I'm grown and I know that I, I now stay in my own lane and have my blinders on, on my own end on, doing what I know I'm capable of and, and I grew and it was great. <laughs> well, I think something you mentioned that with the blinders, I mean, I noticed while, while you're attending the university of Nebraska, I looked at your, your record, your resume, it's incredible. I mean, you set two school records, four time big 12 champion, five time all American, yeah. 
I mean, that's, that's yeah. awesome. As a, as a college athlete, there are so many potential distractions that could have caused you to lose focus, you know, like injury. I mean, just outside things, there's so much out there. How are you able to stay disciplined? And do you have any advice for people who you know, are trying to stay focused on their goal and not get distracted from reaching it? Oh man, I, so college athletes, student, student athletes, we have class, we have social life, we have our sport. And it's a juggling act. And my biggest um, thing that I want to tell everyone is just like always stay organized and, and seeing the bigger picture of what you need to achieve and how you're going to get there daily. Um, like I love having a cal calendar in front of me and seeing like what I'm going to do today to be successful in every single area of my life. And so seeing everything really helped me. So that would be my biggest advice to others, like even having a vision board on and what, on how they want to get um to their ends yeah actually i can relate to that one of the things i do i'll write my goals down and that way i can just see it every day you know it's something i can oh. like you said visualize yeah. and it's like okay when i look at it it's like i, I got to get a little bit closer to that right and if i don't i, I feel yes. guilty you know it's like i it, know yeah <laughs> it holds me accountable oh but, yeah it's like a game <laughs> and you know one of the things i remember you know as a freshman going into arizona state you know wrestling there i remember our coach sat all the freshmen down he's like look He's like, you know, when you're in college, like you said, you know, you're, you're a student athlete. He's like, it's going to be your school, your academics, your sport, and then your friends and your social life. He's like, something's going to have to be sacrificed. He said, yep. you can only be good yep. at two things, you know, so decide what those are now. And that's something that never left me. And I remember hearing this quote, it's, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes your sacrifice. Right? And oh, yeah. I yeah. think a lot of people, they don't really realize that. It's like, okay, we have this dream, you know, that we want to make it a reality, or we have this goal we want to reach, but you know, when it comes time to, to sacrifice, when it comes time to really put the time in and, you know, yeah. take away from other things, they're not willing to do yeah. it. And then before they know it, time goes, right? And they, they don't reach the goal. Exactly. Yes. I can relate to that so much. That's something I preach to myself, my husband, my best friends. I'm like, <laughs> you got to stay in the moment and figure out what you want right now. <laughs> don't mm -hmm. like, don't lose track of this time right now. Cause it's going to add up. <laughs> yeah. It feels like I should be in college still. Like, man, 2011, I just graduated. Where, I know, where? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, you had this amazing college career. When did you decide on, on setting that goal to go to the Olympics as a heptathlete? I set that goal um, in 2011 after really? I graduated. <laughs> nice. It didn't even, it didn't even like see that, the trials for next summer it was it's just me like being I was I guess I was always in the moment like focused on trying to win NCAAs trying to um well I placed third at USA's that summer and then it became reality I was like okay I guess I can keep training and see how 2012 goes and that's exactly what I did <laughs> I love that it's like you're always looking for the next goal right yep yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember hearing something. I can't remember which athlete said it. He's like, "I'm, I'm happy, but I'm never satisfied." He's like, "You know, I'm always looking to challenge myself to get better, to get to that next level, to yeah. climb that next mountain." And I mean, I, I think that's just a great way to uh, not only approach sports, but just approach life, right? It's like you, you can always get a little bit better. You can always challenge yourself oh, yeah. to improve and grow. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a story of my life. I'm always, I'm always chasing a challenge. Yeah, I don't know if that's always good 
for me. <laughs> for me. <laughs> I think for me, it's like I, I get bored if I don't have another challenge to look forward to. You know, it's like I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I need something to, yeah. to, you know, to be focused on to be running after. I need, I need something there. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain mindset, and I'm sure we're both on the same wavelength, and other athletes are as well. But they'll get it, but other people won't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's hard to explain. I remember I was. You know, when I graduated 2011, I was like, man, I'm, I'm working out, I'm lifting weights, but I'm, I'm bored. I don't have like, uh, I don't have something yeah. I'm chasing, you know? And so yeah. when I started doing yeah. my, my pull-up records, like I, I need something to force me out of that comfort zone yeah. on a daily basis. So like you graduate 2011, you set this goal, now it's the Olympics. Now preparing for the Olympics, what was the biggest challenge mm-hmm. or, or setback that you faced uh, as you started to progress towards that goal? Yeah, so... I went to USA summer 2011, and then I had my last track meet um, that summer, August, the end of August, and then I ended up blowing out my patellar tendon and not even finishing that whole heptathlon. I thought I could, though. I didn't know what happened to my knee. I was, like, still determined to – I walked off the high jump pit to the, like, PT tent, and I was like, come on, we got to go. I got to get back out there. Man. (laughs) And they're like, eh, it's not really working. Your quad's not firing. <laughs> so that next six months, I spent rehabbing my my knee. And then after that, I got on the track for four months and then Olympic trials. So during that time, it grew so much as an athlete, just seeing what I was really capable of if I zeroed in and focused on like um, every single day's plan and not even looking at what could possibly go wrong or, or uh, focusing on not doing stuff. It was a matter of like doing everything that your PT is um, prescribed and doing it, moving forward, doing the next thing every single day. And that's, that's how we got to the Olympic trials and made the team. So I grew so much. And I look back at that year as a whole as to, Hey, Shante, you are capable of this because of this, like, that's kind of like my um, baseline, I guess, of what I, go into every single training year of like look this is how you achieve making that team you were zeroed in like this this is how you're you didn't have any friends really around you that that time um like no social life and then I was just track 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 all day so just being so dedicated and disciplined is how I get to my end goals based off that year does that make sense yeah, that makes a lot of sense I mean and okay. I, I love I love just how you broke it down because I mean, you said, you know, you're, you're focused on what's in front of you, you know, that, that, that next training session. And I think uh, that's so important because, you know, a lot of people in that situation, they would have been discouraged and walk away, you know I mean? I mean, yeah. huge injury and it's like, man, the, the Olympics, Olympics are, are around the corner a year away. It's like, there's no way I can be able to recover because I mean, you know, as an athlete, right, we have these injuries. It's one thing to allow it to heal, but then you have to get that timing back on it. You have to be able to uh, mentally be able to trust that, that, that muscle is going to be able to perform at the level it did before the injury. Yeah. It's all these little things. And so, you know, I just think it's just so cool how you were able to say, okay, you know, I'm in this situation, but I'm just going to focus on on that one step at a time. And like, I look at it, I'm like, you did that. Like you were just, your mental growth that year was just insane. <laughs> I loved it. I love, I love that. You know, at, at times, I think it's hard for people to, to be able to balance going after their goals and, and the regular life, you know? And mm-hmm. so here you are, I mean, 
not only are you changed competing in the Olympics, I mean, you also have your, your family life now, right? When you have a husband, you have a, a military husband, a young son at home. So what are those challenges of being an army wife, a mom, and an Olympian? How are you able to, to balance everything? Yeah, I, I honestly, a few months ago, I realized that my priority of my training was getting a little like put on the back burner, for instance, um, with everything else going on. Like my schedule was based on my husband's schedule, who he's trying to become a helicopter pilot right now, which is a oh. big deal, like big goals for him, big goals for me right now. Yeah. So like I was revolving around his schedule and um, watching our son and making sure everything on that side was going correct. And then my training came, but I sat down and had like, I like stepped out of my body and realized like what I really need to be doing. And that is putting myself more in front of everything going on. So it's, we sat down as a whole and came up with our, our new plan and how like we could both put our times in front. And, and that's what, it's about like, I have to be very selfish going into this next year now. And, but also maintaining my family and making sure everybody's happy and everything's running smooth. So it's new, but it's, it's working. What we have is working. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you have just a great team with your husband, your family around you that you can, you know, you can make those adjustments. And I think that's what it's all about, right? Sometimes you have to make those adjustments and kind of, you know, lean on each other and take more time for yourself and, you grow that way, right? It's hard, but big goals are hard to reach. So we're good. We're going to get there. <laughs> so, I mean, as your your husband, you said he's trying to be a helicopter pilot. That's that's awesome. So have you been moving to different um, states? So not yet. He is stationed in Fort Rucker, Alabama um, right now. That's where we're at. And he has, he'll be able to choose which helicopter he flies um, this fall and then um, training continues until march and then from there we choose where we'll go next wow that, that's awesome and you guys definitely have some big goals in that family and you have a lot going on and you know one thing i think a lot of people can relate to is that when we make a decision to go after a goal you know when we commit to it after a while the reality sets in that in order to reach that goal we're gonna have to step outside of our comfort zone right and and when that happens it's easy to make those excuses like i'm too busy i'm too tired there's so much going on there's not enough time whatever you know, and we do this so that we can, we can take that easy way out, right? We can stop chasing that goal. I mean, how have you managed to stay committed and not take the easy way out? I mean, with everything going on, you know, trying to balance everything, you're still this laser focused. What is it that, you know, allows you to be that way? As easy as it sounds, I just say like, I have to do this. This is my job. This is why I'm, why I'm what I'm doing right now. This is my why I, I need to go train and get that done. And then I feel I will feel accomplished. And that's as easy as that sounds. I said, it's a lot of people just can't just do that. They won't do it. Just, I don't know. They, I guess they have their things that they will do that Mm -hmm. means something to them, but that's how I see it. It's just, this is very meaningful right now. And I I have to get it done if I want to get where I want to (laughs) get. Honestly, I, I am right there with you because that's the exact same way I think about it. It's like, there's no like, you know, magical answer to that. And like, you know, (laughs) some easy way to that success to stay focused is like, well, when it comes down to it, you just have to realize, is this goal really worth achieving? Right. It's like, what am I, what am I doing this for? What, what am I chasing? Why am I doing it? You know? And that was always in the back of my mind when I was training. It's like, I'm, I'm I'm having to watch my weight. I'm, I'm, you know, beating my body down, but why am I doing this? It's not fun right now. You know, there's so much going on. I have school and all these exams to take, but 
I mean, it's going to feel so good when I finally reach the top, when I yep. stand on that podium, right? When you reach that goal, you know, I was curious to hear about your mental preparation. I mean, is there anything that you do specifically during training or like right before your competition to just mentally prepare yourself, you know, get yourself in that zone? Um, so I would say that I approach every training session, um, understanding my why behind everything I'm doing throughout that day. So if I'm like today, for instance, I had single leg squats um, on the minute, um, two reps on the minute for 10 minutes. And so I really applied my um, every squat to being powerful, like I'm pushing down the run, runway for javelin and making sure I'm using the correct muscles so that when the time comes for me in competition throwing, then I don't have to think to like, oh, are you activating all the correct muscles? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just understanding my why, um, just thinking more throughout each training session and so that I'm capable of shutting my mind off when it comes to like even um, shutting my mind off in big training days where I'm only throwing six big throws at practice. I needed to shut my mind off and make them good throws and, and be done. So um, that's what every day um, looks like just mentally. And then outside of actually being in the weight room or on the track, I'm, I'm mentally um, seeing myself go through the motions or I'll, I'll read or watch some javelin videos. Um, I, I won't read videos, but I'll read about some javelin technique and then mentally go through it, how that can apply to me and my purpose and, and how it would actually work with, um, I guess, how I throw, because there's different ways to throw and different styles. So just applying it to make me a better javelin athlete. Um, yeah, I just, I, I guess it's all just, it's having it on your brain all the time, just mentally seeing it, mentally um, seeing yourself do it, others, and just applying it all the time. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, I think that it's, it's awesome because it just really helps you to focus on exactly what you're doing, right? I think especially as an athlete, uh, you know, being in, in those high-pressure situations like the Olympic trials or, you know, like for me, big wrestling matches, like you can't really be you you definitely can't be focused on how big the crowd is or you know how tough mm -hmm. your opponents are or whatever so like what yeah. you're saying it's it's the perfect mentality of a champion right it's like you remember your why uh you, you're just having those mental visualizations of exactly what your muscles need to do when they need to do it and so mm -hmm. you just laser focused on on the job you know right on the task hey everyone i hope you're enjoying this episode before we get back to it i'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor staying safe is more important now than ever before which is why Safe Streets is one of my favorite companies. Safe Streets is the only authorized provider of ADT monitoring in the country, making them industry experts in home security and automation. Right now, Safe Streets has a special offer for our audience. Get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. To reserve your Safe Streets offer today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. Yeah, yeah. I feel like what I what I said was just so so much and so detail oriented. But that's where I'm at in my career. It's not. Yeah, I can go throw right now and and throw. But right now, it's how this one degree is going to change the whole like end of my throw. Like it might go five meters further just because of that one angle that I changed in my hand. So that's why it's so minute, minute right now and detail oriented. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I love it. So, I mean, just talking about that, that mental preparation, just that mentality. I mean, what was going through your mind after all of your hard work and, and that dedication, it finally pays off and you found yourself in the opening ceremony of the 2012 Olympic games in, in London. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, going back to the Olympic trials, I, I knew that I had to run a PR in the 800 to reach my score to make the Olympic team. So when I crossed that line, that was amazing. I can still feel that moment and how it happened and, and being able to get to the Olympics, the village be surrounded by every other country and every other amazing athlete in this world that re are representing their country as the best athlete of their event, their sport. It's just, it was so amazing. Just, but at the same time, I wanted more like hmm. leaving that whole, the whole, it was amazing. Right. But leaving yeah. it, I was like, all right, what's next. I got to get, I got to get better now and get back to the Olympics, do better at the Olympics with my placement and, and keep building. So that kind of hurt. Um, I know other athletes have talked about that, but yeah, I mean, yeah, here I am still training and trying to figure out how to be better still. Well, I know you mentioned, you said you, you beat your PR at the Olympic trials. I mean, that right there is incredible because it's like, wow, you're, you're in this high pressure stage and you have to beat your best of the best time. It's your best of the best mark. That's, uh, that's awesome. You know, I think a lot of people are like, Oh man, I don't know if I can, uh, if I can hit that, right? It's like, I, I don't know if yeah. I'm capable of that today. I don't know if I'm feeling it today, but it's like, oh, you saw it coming. You're like, okay, well, I got to get the job done. I have to rise to this occasion and, and, and you know, yeah. reach a new level of greatness. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see little glimpses now of how I can really actually zone in when I need to. I was just playing a little game the other day, but I felt myself zone in. I was like, okay, you're about to, like, you're about to win. You can win in the next two rounds of this little game, but you got to zone in. I was like, how did you know this? Like you only learned that from like hard situations. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that I'm doing that in a little stupid game, but <laughs> it'll probably like help me in the end, like with my javelin throwing this next season. <laughs> I like what you said there. you like the hard situations, right? You learn in the hard situations. You learn. Yeah. You learn in those challenging moments. Like nobody likes them. Nobody wants no. those those moments. But it's like that's what makes you stronger. It does. It really does. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like those hard situations. You know, we call them whatever. What setbacks in life? You know, we we have some setbacks. And although we always hope for a perfect road, it, it really doesn't turn out that way. No. That's yeah, usually not, not the case. And yeah. you know, I know. Unfortunately, you, you had a setback in, in 2016 in the Olympic trials. And where you weren't mm -hmm. able to make the Olympics. Can you just talk about that that experience, but also what you learn from that experience? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was one of my best heptathlons of my life. And like I left it out there in every single event. Um, probably if shot put would have went better, if I would have threw what I was um, throwing previously, my score would have added up a little. I mean, it would have added up better, and I might have had a better chance of making that team. But I, I didn't give up through the last event, the 800. I just, I kept going and my coach was super proud of me. Like he, he didn't know what to expect. He's like, I didn't know if you'd finished like the 800 strong or not, just because you knew you couldn't really make the team, but you did. And I was like, yeah, hmm. I, and I scored my best PR <clears throat> in the heptathlon and 
I, I mean, I left it all out there. That's all I could ask of myself as an athlete. So I was proud and my coach was proud. And I mean, he, the biggest thing that he said was your dad would be proud because my dad passed away um, a year prior to that. So uh-huh. I was happy with that whole meet and moving on. It was just like, I can end on this note as a heptathlete and be fine. I think that's such an important lesson, especially in, in sports that it teaches you, right? It's like, no matter the outcome, as long as you, you give it your best, as long as you leave yep. everything out there, like you can be proud of that result, right? Because that's oh, 100%. Like it's because like at that level or at that moment, you're at your level of greatness. You've reached your level of greatness, right? Yep. It's like, you know, there, there's always room for improvement, but you know, to that point, you did your absolute best. You gave it everything. And, you know, unfortunately, we're not always going to get the, uh, uh, yeah. the medals like we want, right? I mean, yeah. but that's not that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that it's the effort that we put into it, right? Just knowing we gave it everything. Yeah. If you can be proud of what you did that day, then I, it's a win in my eyes. Absolutely. And I saw that uh, for the Tokyo Olympics in 2021, you shifted your competition focus and you mentioned a little bit ago uh, to the (laughs) javelin. So how did that decision come about? Yeah. So um, javelin was my best event through the entire heptathlon. Um, so I wanted to just solely focus on it and see what I could do, um, the, like how much I can improve as just a javelin athlete, um, giving it my all. That's, that's the next test coming forward, right? Or moving forward for you. Yes, the next test. It, it is <laughs> challenging. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with COVID, I know, you know it caused uh, the, the Olympics to be pushed back a year. Like, like mm-hmm. how, have you, how have you approached it? How has this impacted you? Do you in the big picture, is it, is it more beneficial for you to have that extra time to, to learn more of the technique for the javelin? Or do you kind of, were you kind of just chomping at the bit and ready to go um, now? Yeah, I think we all, I mean, we all go into season ready to just start throwing and ready to get, keep getting better. And then they got pushed back. And for me, I, I did see it as a blessing in disguise. Um, since I'm so new to javelin, I, I was like, okay, I'll take this extra year as another year for me to get better and learn more about this event. So I, I'm thankful for it. I know other athletes are not, and they, they're possibly struggling with it, but I'm taking it and running with it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do the best in the situation you're in, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just so cool how you've just made these transitions in your athletic career. You know, I mean, from, from the, the Olympics and switching to javelin now. And I know recently you had the opportunity to participate in Dwayne Johnson's that hit show, the Titan Games, you know, where world oh. athletes, they compete against each other. So what was that experience like for you? That was, I'm very thankful I did it. It was, it challenged me in different ways as an athlete. That was the cool part about it. And for instance, there's an event where I'm up there on one side of a pyramid type of thing. I'm pulling a pole and the other girl's on the other side pulling the same pole. And during that whole event, I couldn't see her. I couldn't see the, the grimace on her face from the struggle that she's enduring. I couldn't see if she fell and then I had a, like a up on her, like be able to pull the pole as like super far and fast as I could. So that challenged me mentally on my own side, hmm. like, I, I wanted to give up several times. I wanted her to win several times. I was like, how hasn't she won yet? <laughs> and I'm just up there like hanging on for dear life. Like I could give up right now and let her have it all. But I didn't. I just stayed in it and I fought and I finally got my break and I, I finished it off. And that event alone was just like, look 
how much you grew mentally through mm -hmm. this opportunity that you weren't really sure was going to be anything when you went into it. So that was a big thing about the whole show that I was really happy. Why, like a really good reason to do it. I grew um, as an athlete. So, and the people I met were amazing. Every other competitor on the show were great people. And we still have a friendship to this day and, and talk. It's, it's crazy actually, but I'm, I'm happy I did it and was able to come out with something positive for my um, professional career as a track athlete. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It must've been such a fun experience. And I mean, I really like what you said of just that, that being able to grow mentally, you know, and I, I, I understand exactly what you're talking about when you said in your mind, there's a point where like, you know, just let her win or, you know, why, why hasn't she won yet? It's like, I, I've been there on the wrestling mat before. Man, oh yeah, like, I bet. It's like my, my body's just giving out. It's like, man, this, you know, I just want this guy to just throw me and just, just end this, you know? And <laughs> I think, you know, not just in sports, but I mean, life, we've been there before. We all been there, right? It's like that mental, oh, yeah. that mental battle within yourself, right? It's like when you start wearing down, when, when the, the situation is just getting you tired, then that those oh. thoughts creep in. It's like, I, I can just give up, right? I can just let yeah. this win. I can just, you know, just uh, stop fighting. But then, like you said, when you choose to just keep giving it your all, just, just fight tooth and nail to the end, you come back stronger or you, you come out yeah. of it stronger, right? Mentally. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing how, how much we're capable of if we really are determined and, and find that next gear, I guess. There's a lot of us who aren't capable of knowing that we do have another gear that we can get into and, and challenge ourselves. So that's one thing that I'm always um, trying to, I guess, preach to other people like, okay, when you think you're going like, let's try to go a little more and, mm -hmm. and they can do that mentally and physically. Absolutely. It's, it's, it all just comes down to just be willing to step outside that comfort zone, right? It's like, oh, maybe yeah. just one step, you know, maybe it's just one more rep or whatever in your life it is. Maybe yep. it's, it's just a little bit further, but when you do that, it's like, you know, those little steps, those little moments, they, yep. they really pay dividends in, in the big picture. It's those little battles, right? do they open up just so many other windows and doors to opportunity for you to learn more about yourself yeah definitely and, and you know i mean i'm sure you've, you've from what you shared you, you've learned so much about yourself throughout your journey i mean through the olympics through through the titan games and so much fun stuff so much amazing opportunities for you right now but i'm just curious you know as you're going through all this as you're going through your athletic journey uh, now you have your son watching you. What do you hope he learns from watching his mom train and compete as an Olympian and this world-class athlete? I want him to be able to see that I work hard and he can, I, I guess I want him to develop a great work ethic for anything that he wants to achieve. I'm not necessarily going to push him into anything that, like I'm not going to make him be a track and field athlete. I want him to be happy and and work hard at whatever he wants to work at. So, and be disciplined and know that he is not allowed to quit something that he starts, I suppose. So learning all those things from watching me train for something that I want so bad is, will be everything. That's awesome. And he'll be a champion in life no matter what he decides to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just looking back on your journey, so far, what has been the most important lesson that you think you've learned this far? Most imper important yeah. lesson that I've learned so far. Um, it's not easy. Nothing is easy. Mm -hmm. um, it takes a lot of work, uh, 
to get where you want to get. So working to get to the Olympics, like I said, it was me staying on schedule every single day doing what was on my my workout for the day to get better for the next day, the next day, and so on. So just staying disciplined throughout every single day, knowing that it will add up mm-hmm. because I gave it my all every day. That's the biggest thing that I've learned. Like it's not just going to happen on that given day. You have to make it, you have to make everything happen now so that it does add up to that last day. And, and, and going back to like the 2016 trials, you well, I was proud after everything I did because I knew how I got there and it came together like it was supposed to um, with my score, but I mean, not for the team, but I gave it my all because of everything I did throughout my journey and I was proud. I could be proud and move on. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. It's just, you know, you can be proud, give it your all, be proud and move on. And, uh, you know, I think, one of the important things, like you said, it's not going to be easy, right? It's never easy. But mm-hmm. I mean, it reminds me of, of one of my favorite quotes. It says, "Your the prize is in direct proportion to the price. The greater the reward you seek, the greater the effort needs to be to achieve it. And it's like, yes. you know, you have to be willing to pay that price. But if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to go through those moments to where it's it's suffering, you know, yeah. and, and just stay focused on on one step at a time, what's in front of you. But just mm-hmm. always having in the back of your mind that goal, when you reach it, it's like, man, this is this is worth it, right? Like, like when you get, right. the, man, it's like this is so worth it. I would have suffered much more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll have these days where I'm throwing, and it's like, Shantae, you're throwing like you're a heptathlete again. Like you're not a heptathlete anymore. Let's <laughs> throw like you're a javelin athlete. But that's a day that I'm gonna have. It's a bad day. I know I'm gonna have those, but I'm gonna grow. It's like you see the um. The line goes up, it peaks, but it's going to come back down and then it's going to peak again. That's exactly how I see my, my practice. And it's, I know now, like I'm learning to stay in the moment and, and it's going to come out good at the end, but I have to stay in it and have these downs, you know? Yep. Yeah. You got to, got to make it through those downs, but then that's when you get to the top. Yep. All right, Shantae, it's been so much fun talking with you. And there's a, a phrase in wrestling, it's called short time. And so you'll, okay. you'll hear this a lot in, during wrestling matches towards the end of the period or the end of a match where, you know, the time's winding down on the clock and you got to hustle to make something happen. So oh, if it's man. okay with you, I have what I call the short time questions. So it's just a couple questions. So just to wrap things up, is it okay if I ask you these questions and you just say the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. So first question, do you have a favorite book or movie? Oh, mine, Jim favorite book actually i'm reading that right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) love it next question if you could give your younger self any advice what would it be um don't do a lot of things in your outside of what you want to be great at like i i feel like i expended a lot of energy um and other like my social life that i feel like I should have kept for my academics and sports like through college and high school yeah Hmm. (laughs) great advice right there I like it all right Shantae and final question what does unstoppable mean to you oh unstoppable to me that's like going to training going to meets being um prepared to like conquer what I'm there for and and I'm unstoppable because I'm prepared. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome answer. Well, Shantae, 
Uh, thank you so much for just taking the time to, to share with me a little bit. It's just been awesome to speaking with you and best of luck to you as you prepare for the Olympics. I know you're going to do great. We'll be cheering for you. Oh, thank you so much. You take care. You too. It was really a pleasure getting to speak with Shantae and hear how detail-oriented she is when she approaches goals and challenges in her athletic career and in life. I thought she broke it down perfectly on how to reach success. Have a detailed plan on how you can achieve your end goal and stay consistent and disciplined with sticking to that plan. By doing this, it helps you keep your blinders on and avoid the distractions because there will always be distractions waiting to pull you off track and away from your goal. If you encounter challenges along the way, Remember, stay positive and be patient. You might not succeed today, but that doesn't mean you can't succeed tomorrow. Because like Shantae said, another day is another opportunity. Well guys, that's it for today. It's my goal with this podcast to reach and motivate as many people as possible. So if you have tips on how we can make this podcast better or you just have something you want to share with me, email me at theunstoppablepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Unstoppable Podcast. And if you do me a huge favor and like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, that would help me tremendously. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, be unstoppable. Unstoppable is brought to you by Safe Streets. Safe Streets makes home security easier than ever before. Right now, Unstoppable listeners can get a free doorbell camera plus a $100 Visa gift card with a new ADP monitoring agreement. Visit safestreets.com slash unstoppable for details. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with a really good home podcasts. I'd like to thank my editor, Laura Batista, producer Katie Pulatunoff, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Special thanks this episode to the Titan Games YouTube channel for the clip used at the beginning of this episode of Shantae winning Mount Olympus. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day, and remember, be unstoppable.